Rock Church, it is so good to have you guys with us today. And uh, you might be here, you might be new with us. If you're new with us, my name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors. And this is my lovely wife, Krista, okay? So, and uh, guys, we celebrated 31 years of marriage last week, all right? So excited about that. And I can tell you this. 31 years of marriage, and she has never stood on a stage with me. This is the first time ever. I've asked many times, but she has often said, no, I'm good. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. So, hey, we're really excited about today and really excited that that we get to share uh, together. Um, But before we do so, just a couple things. One, if you are new with us, please get connected. Now, we're glad you're here, but we would love for you to to let us know. We would love just to be able to connect with you a little bit. And you might be here because maybe a child was being dedicated and or maybe mom asked you or maybe your, your child asked you to come. Whatever it is, we're glad you're here, but, but we would love to give you a gift. So stop by the Connect Wall or the new here tent, and we'd love to take care of you that way. Uh, and obviously, it is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Yeah. If you are sitting next to your mama, look at her, tell her thank you, and tell her you love her, and happy Mother's Day. Happy I Mother's hope you guys day. have a great Mother's Day today. I also know this can be a hard day for some. I know uh, some have lost their mom or never had the... Um, never had a child and they wanted one, or maybe they've lost a child. And so we want to acknowledge that as well, mm-hmm. that uh, as much as we celebrate this day, it can be a very, very hard day for others. And if it's a hard day for you, just know that we love you. Um, we're so, so so very sorry that it's a tough day for you. Um, we're praying for you, and um, we just want to make sure that we acknowledge that yeah, as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So we are getting ready to start a new series. It's a how-to series. Which I was thinking, there's probably, like, I could, there's a lot of how-tos that I could, there, there like, are. take you down uh, to give you for the sermon series. <laughs> Is that where we're going? Yeah. You know, I was thinking, like, you know, when you do how-tos, you usually look up on Google or YouTube, and usually um, you think that you can do something that maybe an expert should do, but you're going to save a few bucks and try to do it yourself, which you do frequently. Anybody else with me on that one? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. And then Josh ends up calling somebody in this room to bail him (laughs) out because he has got to a point where he's stuck. That is true. Um, But uh, we are, I'm really excited about this Mm -hmm. sermon series and it's going to be great. And it's based on James 1, 5, and 6, which is um, ask God for wisdom and he will give it to you believing with your full heart that he will give it to you. That's right. And am I correct? There's a lot of people in this world today that need a little wisdom. <laughs> a lot of people that need a little wisdom. And so I'm going to tell one story about Josh today, just one. And then uh, we'll jump into this series. But it's a time where maybe Josh didn't use so much wisdom. And it was way back in our uh, beginning of our marriage. <laughs> and... Um, I, we just had clay. I was kind of going through some postpartum depression, trying to figure life out. I felt like, man, my life has exponentially changed, but Josh's is pretty much the same. He's running around doing his thing. Not true. Not true. 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 All right. Okay. It was a little bit of a hard birth. Uh, it was clay, and if you noticed his head, he's got a really big head, <laughs> so that didn't help. And anyway, so I thought, I'm going to do something for myself. I'm going to go get my hair done. 
and just have time, me time, you know, reset. So uh, I had really long hair at the time. So I go to the hairdresser to get my hair done. And I uh, never been to her, which was probably mistake number one. But she ended up cutting it super, super short, almost like pixie style from long hair. And then, this is going to date me, but she frosted it, which is like old school highlights. <laughs> and then she whipped that chair around, and I looked in the mirror, and I just cried and cried and cried. Cried all the way home. It was just, I was devastated. And I'm thinking, how long is it going to take to grow out? Like, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be short like this for such a long time. Just crying uncontrollably. I walk into the house expecting, you know, my dear husband to encourage me to say it's going to be fine. And his words to me are, I kid you not. I kid you not. He needed some wisdom from Jesus before he said this. But he looked at me and said, is that a wig? Now, uh, time out. We've done this four times now, and every time you say it, you're putting your emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> like, you're making it sound like I said, is that a wig? I, no, I said, is that a wig? Like, like I asked a question. Is that any better? No. No? no? no. That didn't help? No. No. The no. sun was coming through the window. I couldn't really see. Does that help? No. No? He did not ask Jesus for wisdom. <laughs> he needed to ask Jesus for wisdom after he said it, too, because he was in so much trouble. How to um, be in the doghouse, lesson one. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but we are super excited uh, about this series, and um, uh, we're going to kick it off right now. Yeah, this yeah. So, so what it is, is, is as Krista said, that, that we're going into this series, How To, and, and it is out of the book of James, yet that part of the series really starts next week, um, that we're going to do five weeks out of the book of James, and we're going to look at some how-tos that he said. But, but we thought this would be a, a great weekend with a Mother's Day, just talking about how to be a godly woman. So this is kind of like a, a prequel to, to the series, and, and I figured the best way to talk about how to be a godly woman is to bring a godly woman onto the stage. Good answer. Good is that answer. a little better? A little better. A little better than the haircut? Okay. Listen, Jesus has given him a little wisdom. A little over the past wisdom. 31, 31 years. years. That was year years, three. We're getting there. Um, yeah. Oh, what? That was. Yeah, it was. Year yeah. two? Year three? Yeah. It's right around there. Yeah, right around in there. Um, so, so we're going to talk about how to be a godly woman. Now, if you're a dude, that doesn't mean check out. Okay? Because one, these are encouragements you can give towards your lady if you're married, or your mom, or your sister. But, but it's also, you're actually going to see the characteristics are, are applicable to everybody. That it doesn't matter if you're a lady or a guy, if you're older or if you're younger. Uh, the things that we're going to talk about how to be godly, they, they really go across the board to everybody. And so the first one is, I, I would say this is, and these are just five things, just real simple. If you want to be a godly woman, then... Be of worth. And this is Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. It says, a wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. 
And, and before we talk about character, let's just talk about this concept of worth. And I'm going to ask you to do that. Sure. So um, this is something I struggle with. I don't know if anybody else does, but I really struggle with trying to find my worth in a lot of different areas, especially when I was younger. Um, you know, I try to find my worth in Josh. Uh, he's doing all these great kingdom things, so I'm going to put my worth in him. But then he would do something, and somebody would complain, and I'd be like, eh back up on that one. I tried to find it in my job, but, you know, again, somebody would, would not be happy, and so that wouldn't work out. Um, I would try to find it in my kids. My kids are amazing, but, you know, eventually they uh, make a mistake. And so what I found is really the only place that we can find our true worth is in Jesus Christ. And mm-hmm. worth is um, a really interesting word to me because uh, worth is um, it's the cost of something. It doesn't change. It's fixed. Whereas uh, a similar word, value, is the cost of something, but then it also has the added piece of um, emotion, emotion with it. So it's, it depends on the person. So, for example, uh, I know Josh plays a lot of golf. A lot of golf. Every now and then. A lot of golf. Um, and I have to hear about every time he plays. It goes through the whole, like he plays it, then he replays it with me. Or if I'm lucky, Clay, Clay's there and Clay gets to hear it. But he goes through the whole, I, I'm like, you just played it. Why are we talking about She's it? She's right. Like, She's oh right. Gosh. If you ever play golf, you have to talk about your golf game, good or bad, to whoever you see next. It's just the way it works. Hole number 17. I hit a long shot. Then I, I'm like, oh, my goodness. What's this have to do with worth? Come oh, on. I got to get back on track. I got to get back on track. So let's say, I know you're struggling with your short game. It's something you talk to me about a lot, correct? I, I talk to you about that. I don't talk to them about that. Let me tell you, he is struggling with the short game. <laughs> He's got to drive down. It's going, woo, we get the short game. He's not having good luck. So I suggested that he get one of those belly putters. No. And he did not want one. But... Let's use a belly putter or a putter, for example. Um, a putter has a worth. Mm-hmm. It, has a, it has a cost of it, and it's fixed. But the value of that putter uh, is dependent on the person. It would have no value to me. I, would, I don't even know what I'd do with a putter. But to you, it would have more value because um, you have a connection to it. Mm-hmm. So, but worth is fixed, and that's really important to know. Worth is fixed. And... Um, you know, when Jesus walked on this earth, um, he knew that his identity, that his worth was in the fact that he was the son of God. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter if they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. It didn't matter if the crowds were crushing upon him. It didn't matter if it was just him and the 12 disciples. He knew, or it didn't matter if they were saying crucify him or he was... Um, you know, the Roman soldiers were coming after him. He knew that his worth was in the fact that he was the son of God. Um, that his identity was in that, so that made his worth. So what's that mean for us and our worth? Our worth is Jesus died on the cross for us. That's right. And if his worth is found in his identity, identity of being the son of God, our worth is found in our identity of being a child of God. Our worth was fixed. Our worth was set before we were even born. Mm-hmm. And it does not change. Our worth is, comes from our Heavenly Father who looks down on us. He knows us. He sees us. He loves us. He 
values us, and he gives us, of, us our worth. It doesn't matter what other people's opinions are of us. It doesn't matter what circumstances in life we're in. Our worth is fixed, and it's set, and it's based on Jesus Christ. Amen. And Amen. it's not rooted in the things of the earth. It's rooted in the heavenly things. And um, when we realize that what our worth is, it really helps us to, it's the foundation of our identity in Christ. That's right. That's good stuff. All right. That's real good stuff. And, and it's, it's the concept of our worth is fixed. Now, with that, as you mentioned, you can add some value, which is what the verse is talking about here, is your worth doesn't change, that you matter to Jesus. But through your character, you can add some value into other people's lives. Not to yours. Like, you are of worth, but you can add some value towards others. Um, let, let me read a couple of verses that kind of show that. It says, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She laughs without fear of the future. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. The Apostle Paul, excuse me, Peter said this. He said, don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> Considering our story earlier. Jesus has a good sense of humor. He does. Or expensive jewelry or beautiful clothes. Your clo your, your, you should clothe yourself instead with a beauty that comes from within. The un fading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. And when I think about that, sometimes people will be like, well, that, that means you're not allowed to be loud. No, it has nothing to do with, with outside. It has everything to do with inside. And it's talking about a, a quiet spirit, a gentle and quiet inside, inner strength. And when we recognize our worth doesn't change, our worth is in Jesus, then what it does is it allows us to be at peace, which brings peace towards others. So, so I want to encourage you, if you want to be godly, if you want to be a godly woman, then be of worth and, which is easy, because that one's done. You're already worthy to Jesus. So then add to it, be wise. Uh, the next verse, next verse would read like this. It would say, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Uh, so how would you say to be wise? Yeah, I think uh, wisdom is something um, that we need a lot more of. Um, everybody needs it. It's one of those noble characteristics that we should all strive for. But when I think about um, trying to become wise and how you, how you gather wisdom, I think that it's by being in his word and really studying it and continually growing and learning in your faith mm -hmm. um, by, you know, just opening up the Bible, uh, learning more about it, listening to podcasts, going to Bible studies, um, just making sure that you are deepening your faith all the time, getting, mm -hmm. uh, learning more, growing more. I also think it's having a really active prayer life mm -hmm. and asking asking God, what is your will for my life? What is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want me to say? What is it? What have you planned out for my day today? And not only asking that for yourself, but asking that for your spouse and asking that for your children and asking that for your enemies and your country and just saturating everyone in prayer. And when you do that, Jesus, when you have that relationship where you're constantly talking to Jesus, he talks back to you mm. and your wisdom and your faith grow through that. 
Um, so I think really saturating and having that really strong prayer, uh, prayer life. And then I think you have to surround yourself with godly women. Um, by surrounding yourself with godly women, you're, you're giving, you're, you have people that you can look to and you can say, man, I want to be more like her in this way. And man, I want to be more like her in this way. I want to be more hospitable. I want to be kinder. I want to, um, just, I want to have her prayer life. Mm-hmm. And it also gives you an accountability partner. So when you're maybe yeah. having an off day or not doing so great, you have somebody that'll speak truth to you and say, listen, you, you got to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't uh, your finest moment there. And, and talk, speak to you with truth, but in love. Um, and then I think you have to have those people that when you're struggling with decisions and struggling with uh, choices to make, that you have to have people that you trust and that you know that are going to give you godly advice that you can go to and you can uh, speak with and they can uh, speak into you as you're trying to make uh, big decisions in your yeah. life. Yeah, which I think is just so critical. And it's one reason we say it here at church all the time, everybody needs a coach in their life. Like we all do. Doesn't matter what age you are, we all need a coach. We all need a mentor, somebody who can call out blind spots, somebody who can speak wisdom, somebody you can talk to when dealing with a difficult thing. And that's how we gain wisdom from, from those around us, from connecting with Jesus uh, through prayer and through his word. And then if you have a coach in your life, I'd also always add, then also help coach somebody else. See, that's the beauty of it is all of us, again, no matter what age you are, you can have a coach in your life and you can help coach somebody else. And that's the reason I love the verse where it says she speaks uh, with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue, that, that she is willing to give that wisdom to others. Uh, Paul said it this way to Titus. He said, likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanders or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children. So it's this idea of like, I get a coach and then I help coach others. And that's how I gain wisdom and pass wisdom on to others. So we want to be of worth. We want to be wise. Um, and uh, we want to be watchful. Now we've talked about this one that, that this is one I was like, I, I, should we add that? Should we take it away? And uh, you were like, oh no, no, you discerned something and said, you definitely need to leave that one. It's this verse. It, it reads this way. It says, she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. What, what, do you, what, do, what do you mean when we say that if I'm going to be a godly woman, I need to be watchful? I'm, I'm a big feeler, so I have lots of feelings. I feel like I can discern things. Um, and little known fact about me, but I love, like, true crime stuff, like uh, <laughs> Dateline, um, Forensic Files, CSI. I'm always, like, Anybody else? That, like that okay. kind of stuff. Oh, all right, so... That was interesting. It's almost all ladies that raised your hand. <laughs> and so I'm always like, you know, you're watching them and the lady's like, oh, I have this, I had this feeling when he asked me if I could use uh, my, what do you call those things on a car? Jumper cables. Jumper cables. And I should have listened to that feeling, but he looked so normal. And then, you know, it's a Dateline story. And so I kind of like... Um, I'm always like turning everything into Dateline stories, like everything in my life. Like always. Oh, yeah. So I'll be so, like it. Well, just since you did a lot earlier on the golf club, I'll say always. <laughs> so I'll like be in my office. Um, I'm a principal at Elmlin. She's going to be talking to my AP and I'm like, I have to work late tonight. 
this could turn into a Dateline story. <laughs> they may find me up in the ceiling tomorrow, and if they do, it'll be like Principal was found in the ceiling, like da-da-da-da. So everything's like a Dateline story. And um, not too long ago, Josh and I uh, went to the Masters, actually, mm -hmm. to watch golf. And... Um, <laughs> We yep. stayed at this little Airbnb that was at a horse farm, um, and it was like in a little apartment above of, above their garage. But it was way out into the, like way out in the country, um, and we were driving and we kept driving, and there was not very many houses. And I was like, Josh, this is turned into a daylight story. Pastor preacher disappear, mm -hmm. and so we get there, and it's caught, and we get up up into the apartment, it's like dragonfly farms. And everything in the room is dragonflies. And I'm like, that's gonna be the title. It's gonna be the dragonfly murders. <laughs> the preacher and the principal disappear. Um, but I'm a big feeler, like I, those feelings, like I'm all about them. Cause I think that God gives them to protect us. Uh, he gives them to us um, to, um, so that we know when things are going on. If you are a mama, you know this. If you've ever been in your house and you watch your kid and you're like, something's going on with him. i got to figure that out. Or you uh, see your daughter and you're like, mm, something's going on with my daughter. You just get that feeling and you can kind of just discern it by how, how different they're acting and talking. Um, and I think that's, that's a gift. And I think mm -hmm. we get that discernment by first being really aware of our surroundings and our families and how people act and interact. I'm going to discern something right now. It's just a, just nothing. Don't worry about it. Was it, was it a dragonfly? It was. <laughs> it's dead, though. I can just tell you that now. Oh, that's a Dateline story. Poor dragonfly. <laughs> I don't even know where I don't know where you were either. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I do feel like that God gives us that Holy, gives us the Holy Spirit. We have to be aware. We have to know our surroundings. Mm -hmm. We have to have an open spirit where we're looking for where we can help and see and um, have that discernment piece. And then we have to act on it. That's right. I think it's super important. Um, and I think that God gave us those feelings for a reason. God gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us um, that uh, inner workings to help us. Uh, best serve our family and protect our family. Yeah, yeah. And, and everybody can do this. Guys, you can discern. Ladies, you can discern. Yet, there is something I think God kind of hardwired you ladies to be better at it. Okay, that, 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 right? Like, and, and God can give the dis gift of discernment to all, and we can all discern as well. So I'm not saying, guys, you're off the hook. I'm just saying that, that I do think there is a hard wiring because, ladies, you typically are more of feelers that you do sense that discernment a little bit quicker. I know I don't always. Yeah, so uh, I, I feel like I'm a Josh Finkley translator. Like, he is <laughs> super direct. So when he has conversations, it's like, and I'm falling behind. This is what he really meant. This is the nice version. This is what he really meant. This is a nice version. Adding a little sugar to it where you're just more like getting the information out and moving on. And uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And sometimes, and sometimes I can tell that maybe somebody didn't take that as well as um, that you meant it, and mm -hmm. then um, I can kind of discern it. Yeah, you'll like, discern it that way. Yeah. Or there's times that, that we've been standing in the lobby, and she said, hey, I don't know that person, but you need to go talk to them. 
because there's a discerning spirit. And, and I've learned I don't ask why anymore. I just go because I know through her discernment and being in, in, in communication with the Holy Spirit that that's just what I need to do, okay? So we, we be wise, we be of worth, we be watchful. The next one is to be a worker. Um, I'll let you go ahead and read this scripture. He does this on purpose. Uh, yes, I do. I wanted to really focus on the first few words. It's not up there. It's not up there? No. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, well, it's behind me. There it is. You okay, right? here, here we go. go. I got it. She gets up before dawn to prepare her breakfast. This is what it should say. She gets up 20 minutes before she has to be where she needs to be because I have it timed out exactly the amount of time I need. (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for breakfast. That's extra sleep time. I am not a morning bird. Anyway, she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field filled and buys it with her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong and hard worker. Yeah. Ladies, are we any, are, listen, we are workers, right? We get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're always trying to uh, figure out that tension of where we're putting our work. Um, are we spending too much time at work? Not enough time at home. Uh, not enough time with our friends not taking care of ourselves. We're just always managing that tension. Um, we're not really problem solving because it's not really a problem. We're just trying to manage it, manage the tension, and to find what works best for ourselves and for our family. And I think it's really important that while you're managing that tension that you really communicate. Uh, what, that's what we've... That's what, that was weird. That's what we found that... Um, Sometimes I just have to tell Josh, like, I need some support here or tell my kids I need some support here because um, I need you to step up and do this. Because what I tend to do is I'll just keep doing the work and then I let it go inside me and then I save it for a later date. And then I'll do something else. I'll let it go inside me, that little bitterness, anger, and I'll save it for uh, another day. And then it comes out in a passive-aggressive way. Um, two weeks later over nothing. So I just feel like it's really important that we have a lot to do as ladies and uh, we need to communicate to those around us. um, This is what we need for you to do to support us to make sure we get all this done uh, and to get it done well. Yeah. Because we're definitely workers. Um, Yeah. You're workers. And like this is whether you work full-time outside of the home, part-time outside of the home, or full-time in the home, there's work to be done. And it's not a problem to solve. It's a tension to manage. And, and you'll end up finding yourself wrestling between, am I being too much like Martha now, or do I need to be like Martha? And there's a story in the Bible about Martha and Mary, and they were hosting Jesus. Uh, and, and it really helps us understand work and worship. I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, so uh, Jesus came to visit Martha and Mary, and Mary sat at Jesus' feet and was worshiping him. And Martha was busy uh, preparing everything, making sure everything was ready for the visit. I'm Martha. I would be Martha. I would be running around the house, making sure everything's clean, making sure everybody has drinks, making sure that um, asking Jesus if he wants a snack. Like, I would be Martha, 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 Martha. And there's nothing wrong with being Martha. We just have to remember at times we have to stop and we have to become Mary 
because uh, if you stay in the Martha mold, you will run yourself ragged and you will um, deplete yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to eventually say, I've got to stop being Martha and I've got to become Mary. And I've got to sit at the feet of, feet of Jesus and I've got to replenish my soul. I've got to re replenish my mind. Um, and I got to refocus on the things that are important. And, and the way that we do that is to, by worshiping God. Yeah. It's by listening to a, um, worship music. It's by getting into his word. It's by praying. Um, I, I love to drive and I love to listen to worship music while I'm driving. And by the time I get to wherever I I'm going, it's just a different spirit about me. I'm refocused. I'm, um, I know what my purpose in life and my calling is. I go in with a different attitude. And I think that's when we do things like that, that's being Mary. Mm -hmm. it's, it's replenishing our spirit. Yeah. And so as much as we are all Marthas and trying to get things done, we got to remember that at, there's times that we got to become Mary yeah. and replenish yeah. our soul. Which is that last W, and that is worship. So, so I want you to see how it all works together is that if I want to be a godly woman, then, then I, I need to understand my worth. I need to be wise. I need to be watchful. I, I need to be a worker, and I need to be worshipful. Um, as the scripture says, charm is deceptive, beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. And, and I want to focus on that idea of fearing the Lord. And, and when you fear the Lord, what you're, what you're doing is you're living a life of worship. Because you're, 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 you're worshiping Him with song. You're worshiping Him with life. You're worshiping Him through prayer. You're worshiping Him through obedience. You're worshiping Him through following. You're worshiping Him through, through walking out your faith. So, so, so I want you to look at the totality of what we've shared. And, and again, I want you to hear it. Not as a message that is for the women of our church and of our community, but for everybody. Because, yes, the verse was specifically geared for ladies. But, but the practice, the application, the wisdom in it is good for all of us. Because every man, every woman, every child needs to understand our worth is in Jesus alone. Amen? Amen? That's where our worth comes from. That, 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 that maybe you're here and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus and you've been trying to find your worth in your job. You mentioned it in your kids or in your spouse. And your job and your kids and your spouse are not perfect they will fail you at times. But Jesus will never fail you. And what Jesus says is you are of worth. You don't have to look someplace else. Today can be the day where every one of us in this room, every one of us watching online or on demand later can recognize my worth is in Jesus alone. And I matter to him. And because I matter to him, well, then I want to be wise. I want to learn. I want to dig into his word. I want, to, I want to connect with him through prayer. I want to have coaches in my life 
that, that I want to I be watchful and discern what the Holy Spirit has for me today, what the Holy Spirit has for my family, what the Holy Spirit has for my friends. That, that I want to work hard for the Lord. I want to serve Him well as I worship Him well. See, see, the message is I hope every lady in here today hears that you can be a godly woman. But I also want every man in here to hear you can be a godly man. And the way we do it is find our worth in Him and then seek His wisdom and be watchful as we work and as we worship. So again, it doesn't matter if you're older or you're younger. We can be godly today. So what we're going to do is we're going to spend a few minutes responding. And I'm going to invite you to respond. And, and your response might be saying, I'm ready to receive Jesus. I'm tired of trying to find my worth in something else. I'm going to find it in Jesus right now. And you can go to that connect corner or that connect corner and you can pray with one of our prayer counselors. Maybe for you it's coming up and taking communion. Maybe with your mom and just celebrating what Jesus has done for us on the cross. I don't know exactly what your step is, but I know all of our steps should be. I want to be closer to Jesus and be more godly. My worth will not change, but my wisdom can. And the way I work can. And the way I worship can. So why don't you do me a favor? Let's all stand together. And I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. And then we're going to go into a time of response. Jesus, right now we come before you. And Jesus, I just ask that in our midst that you would move. And that you would work. And Jesus, I pray that all of us here, we would find our worth in you. That all of us here would would desire wisdom from you. That we would desire discernment from you. That we would work for you. And that we would worship you. And that we would become more godly. In your name, Jesus. Amen.